Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So So. In case you ain't know So, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So So. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, and if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to us on any streaming platform that you listen to the podcast on. This week, we got another dope episode. We announced the giveaway winners. Shout out to them. We catch up with Chelsea as they advance in the Champions League. The Heat are on fire. The Panthers keep rolling with dubs. Boxing and MMA announced some really big fights. And you know we catch you up on the latest free agency news that the Dolphins make. Man, it's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go. I am excited, though. Yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> Homies. Um, you know, my girl left, so she's in Brazil. So I'm watching the game, and I'm like, well, I got to work, so I got to try to watch it on my phone, right? And I'm going crazy because we get that first half goal. And I'm like, shit, that's that's a big thing, you know, let's see if we can fucking do something with this. And, bro, sure enough, I, as soon as, like, the time started running down and I'm, I got off of work, I was able to, like, sit on my couch and, like, really, like, enjoy the game, you know, on, on my TV and shit. And when we got that second goal, bro, I was just going nuts. For sure, all my neighbors heard me. I bet. They know something's wrong in my house. There's somebody crazy that lives there. <laughs> For sure, dog. Uh, you, you hear your neighbors, right? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. if they're ever screaming like ice cream, no, right? No, just for generally, do you hear your neighbors ever? Not really, man. I, You know, oh, if anything, I hear their walls. pets more than I hear them. Oh, you, you know? hear pets? Then, you, then they definitely heard you going yeah, off in no the apartment. Doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I was going off, son. I was going off, man. Um, and I had to do the uh, the giveaway. So I'm setting up the thing, right, the computer, the which obviously didn't work out right. If you saw the, the clip, you got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> If you didn't see, did we start the episode already? Yeah, dude. (laughs) I didn't put anything to record or nothing. Put it to record. My bad, bro. It's all good. It's all good. You know, I had to set up everything for the giveaway and shit. So I'm, I'm like watching the game, trying to to do all these things at once, and trying to keep my composure and like not jinx it, right? And not have these guys score a weird goal or some shit like that. And yeah, because if they lost, it was definitely your fault. Yeah, you know me, Directly man. Directly associated You know me, you. but I'm out here repping. I see you. Know? you. That's why they won. I'm out here you repping. You rocking the blue. I got my blue Chelsea jersey. And, man, what a feeling. What a feeling. And then it was even cooler. That's awesome. It was, it was cool to win. win, right? And then to do the giveaway and see people jump in on the live. And, you know, thank you to everybody who showed up on the Instagram live. We saw you guys. I was on there. Yeah. I was hoping I was going to yeah, get an yeah, invite. Yeah. But, yeah. And we have the three winners. Congrats to all the winners. Congrats to all the, the winners. raffle. Yeah, one of them was at, at Randy's. Yeah, Randy as as Santiago Esteban. Yeah, Santiago Esteban. Um, he won the tumbler. Uh, the hat, the Dade County hat, went to Sense with Ali, who is Ali. Um, she won the second prize. She does candles and stuff like that, so, which is pretty cool. And the main prize winner was QK. Uh, she won the Miami Hurricanes book bag, and she's a devoted follower and always checking out what we got going on and everything we're putting up on live and listening to the podcast. So. It was really dope to see them win their prizes. Don't forget, you guys got to hit me up and and let me know that you're going to claim your prize. That way we can get the details worked out as how I can get you what you won. Oh, yeah. Congrats to everybody that won. Appreciate you guys following the show. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, a lot of people interacted and we got a lot of new followers and people tuning into the podcast. So mm-hmm. you guys are going to get some really fun content here and, you know, crazy shit like me going crazy in my apartment. <laughs> About a Chelsea win. And it was a good win, too, man. Two-zip. 
You know, we, we got that first goal, like necessary. I said, in the first half. And it was necessary to get that first goal. We needed that pressure to put it, to make them change their game plan, right? Because they could have just attacked us and got an early goal and really changed the pace of the game for us. But when we when Ziyech got that score in the 34th minute, it was it was key, man. And, and it was beautiful how it was set up because it came off a corner that Atletico had. The corner got played out. Uh, we we played good defense, got rid of it, and then boom, instantly on the break, we had Havertz get the ball to Timo, who made an excellent run. That guy's like a cheat code in FIFA because he his speed is ninety nine. Nasty. He's just nasty when it comes to running with the ball, and he was able to make such a great run into the box that he found Ziyech, who also made a good run into the box, who squared him up, and he shot it with his. Weak foot, quote-unquote, which is his right foot, but still put a, enough power and pace under it that he got it on the keeper and ultimately scored. Did you say that was the play of the game? I think so, because it just showed how deadly Chelsea can be on the counter, you know, and they were looking t- for an opportunity to counter Atletico because they knew Atletico had to come in and score a goal immediately to right. even, like, have a chance. So they kind of just bided their time to kind of see when they could really pounced, and at that moment, when it all came together, bro, it was like fluid motion, and it happened so quick that not even Atletico could really break down where the where the exact breakdown happened on the counter. It was just a flash of brilliant play, uh, excellent speed being displayed, great passing and great finishing, oh, which yeah. is what we needed. You know, yeah. we needed a win. And even the second goal for Emerson in the 94th minute um, of extra time to kind of really seal the deal and, like, let Atletico know that they got dominated this entire game. His first touch, literally the first time he touched the ball, was on another counter that came off a, a corner that they had. We we cleared it, and boom, ball falls to Pulisic. Another guy with plenty of pace when he has the ball. Pushed it all the way up, three on one. Gets the right touch, perfectly weighted pass to Emerson, who just struck it with his left foot one time and, and buried it in the far course of the net. Money. Money, man. It was a money shot. And... For them to advance into the next round, the quarterfinals, they haven't done that since 2014. It was huge, especially after the season we've had, such turmoil and up and downs, winning streaks, losing streaks, new coach, fired of a legend. Tucho time is real. Tucho time is real, baby. You know, we said it from the day he got hired. And, bro, you haven't missed a a spot with it. Oh, yeah, man. Hell, yeah. He's uh he's definitely done he's he's sparked it up in that room in that locker room. Absolutely. I mean he's definitely done something different there. So the winning streak itself lends to his fact that something changed in there because the players didn't change. It's not like we have, you know, three new players or you know some no, we changed the system, brought in everybody who wasn't really playing and started right. rotations in all those positions that are key and everybody's responded. You know, and it's paying dividends. Right. We're in the Champions League quarterfinals, man, which is crazy. So what? what's next now for Chelsea? Well, next we got a game on Sunday in the Premier League. Got to keep that battle going for fourth place. You know, you got great teams ahead of you like Manchester City who are really running away with the league. Um, really impressive how they play football and how they can attack teams in all different facets of the game. Um, obviously, their coach Pep is a mastermind when it comes to soccer. Right. Um, even... Manchester United, you know, for all their up and down play, they're still in a really great position to finish in the top four. 
Um, they've been winning a lot of games or even getting by when people don't think that they can get by and win those crucial three points and just to stay, you know, on pace to get that second place. And, you know, we saw West Ham take a step back. Uh, Leicester City, they continue to win. So Chelsea really does have a dogfight because, you know, teams behind them haven't given up. You know, you still got West Ham there. You still got a team like Liverpool there. Even a team like Everton, you know, who has a game behind on everybody. They can potentially make a run and, and earn some points and, and really make it an interesting race towards the end of the season. So gotcha. we'll see how it goes. But it starts with winning on Sunday and keeping the undefeated streak, right, alive. Um, we're going to be at home. So it should be an easy win. I got another two-zip victory oh, yeah. as we keep Hell the yeah. scoreless streak alive, man. Money. Bro, like we've it. only given up two goals since that guy's come into office. Really? It's incredible. It's incredible. You know, two that goals. That sounds really low. It's incredibly for, low. I mean, and and that me, just shows you noob. that it's something within the players that have really elevated their, you know, game because now everybody's putting in their best efforts and you see in the cohesiveness of how these guys are winning games, man. It's ridiculous. You know, even when it comes, like, I I could almost compare them to how hot they are as hard as the Heat are, you know, because the Heat are on fire right now. Killing it. That's a team that you look at from top to bottom and be like, yeah, the leader is doing his thing, but every single body else that's, you know, contributing real minutes to this team is doing their part. Yeah. You know? There's been a huge change in the Heat recently. Come on, man. We've won five in a row, 11 out of our last 12, including last night's uh, victory against Cleveland where we dominated them, 113 to 98. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy's playing like an MVP right now. You know, another game. I believe he has eight like games or nine games straight where he has 28 points, which is only people like in this franchise, Dwayne Wade has done, LeBron James. We're talking about Hall of Famer, all-time greats, you know. Jimmy is playing at that level, and it's incredible to see how much different the Heat are when he's playing like that. Because like I said, everybody else who's just doing their job, they look even better and even more impressive because they're playing alongside a guy like Jimmy, who's just doing everything. Yeah, and man. that's considering the fact, too, that Bam has been out for a couple games with a couple injuries. Yeah, man. He missed four four straight games. What are you your know? thoughts are on, on those? Are you worried about that moving forward with Bam? I feel like, yeah, he might have been hurt, but it, it's more of a precaution thing, right? Hey, we're rocking and rolling, and, and Jimmy's playing great. Yeah. We don't need you to be it. the guy right now. Take these days off and really recover. If and, that's the and, case, and I really... I like that. I really hope that's the case. And think about it. He got even more time off because he got that all-star break. Right. Right. We where he didn't he have to go to back. a dunk contest or a skill contest Correct. or some shit like that. You know, same thing with Jimmy. A lot of our guys got to stay home, even practice, you know, get together, watch film, whatever, and not have to deal with that stuff, which is a high, it sucks as a fan because you're like, damn, you know, you want to see your team represented during all-star weekend. But at the same time, our goal isn't to make – all-star yeah, games. It's not about individual like, accolades. Our goal is We're trying to go back to that championship level where That's we're competing for Eastern Conference title. All we're looking for. Winning that and heading into the finals to try to win a championship, you know, like we did last year. Absolutely. And and, and again, back to Jimmy. His level of play is elevating everybody else's level of play. Bam didn't even have a great game yesterday. He only had like 14 points, had nine rebounds, Six assists. It's still a solid game. I mean, solid as game. It's not what Bam does, what we're used to seeing Bam do. But when you see the minutes that he played and what he did, it, you're like, damn, man. When he plays against Jimmy and he's doing his thing and Jimmy's unstoppable, it's really hard to stop this guy. And everybody else was very fluid 
last night in that in that game against Cleveland. And it was just really good to see, man. It was really good to see. Yeah, what about the role players? I mean, that you're talking about. Talk to me about uh, Dragic, man, and, and Kendrick Nunn. Why are you ah, liking them? The Dragon. I mean, they're both, those guards are, I mean, our guards are putting in work for us right now. No, for sure. And like I said, they're carrying their, their weight, right? They're carrying their weight. Jimmy's uh, hero is doing his thing right now, right? Where he's offensively playing very smooth. He's not forcing things. He knows that the, the main focal point is back to Jimmy. It's not really on him because then after Jimmy is bam. Right. So he's getting better defensive matchups. Drogic is getting better defensive matchups. The the role that those guys are able to play at and produce are what we come to expect. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're doing anything spectacular. Hero's doing the same things that we expect Hero to do. So is Drogic, you know, controlling the game and really being a defensive point guard for us late in games to be smart and, and hold teams down. Even in that Cleveland game where, yeah, they're not a great opponent, but you don't ever want to lose control of a lead that you have in a game, right? And you, especially if it's a big lead, these guys didn't give up. They didn't let off the gas pedal not once in that game. Why? Because you guys have the leader, Butler, playing his heart out. You know, this guy's doing everything. You know something, bro? This guy right now has more steals than fouls. I'm going to run that back. He has more steals, 56, than personal fouls, 33 this season. That's nasty. That's disgusting. Who has that many steals? Forget about that. You know, because steals, you know, a lot of point guards get them. But... That just shows you how efficient he is when yeah, it comes and, and to defense. How disciplined how he disciplined is. How disciplined he is. So if your best guy on defense is guarding your best guy on offense, we got the best matchup in there because our guy is going to do his best to lock your guy down before you get a shot off and everybody else is going to benefit because now we just got a rebound. Right. And those type of defensive matchups for us, they really dictate how easily we can win games. You know, Because if we can stifle a team's offense, that just makes our offense easier to run and we can win more games like that instead so, of trying to outgun every single team. So then tell me how you feel about the addition now of Trevor Ariza and what he's going to be able to provide on that defensive side of the ball, you know, on, on the perimeter to help Jimmy and Bam out. You know, Jimmy is going to be covering the best guy. Bam's going to be down low. Now you got a guy, a veteran, that can come off the bench like Ariza. And that's, a, you know, a, he's been a proven player. I'm not sure what the hell he's been doing recently. But I've liked him throughout his career. So how do you feel about that trade? I really like it, you know. And Ariza hasn't played this year because of those personal reasons, right? Um, he has a lot of issues with the mother of his, of his son and custody and whatnot and how that works, right? He also had a lot of issues with COVID, so he didn't want to really, you know, get other people sick because, again, things with his son. So it's understandable why he's been out of basketball. But when you look at his resume, right, let's say, as a basketball player, we know what he is, an elite defender, first and foremost, right, an elite defender, meaning he can guard pretty much any single position on the floor at any given time, especially a big moment down the stretch. So we get an elite defender, not to say that Miles Leonard wasn't an elite defender, he obviously wasn't, but what he offered defensively is nowhere near what Ariza offers defensively so automatically off that trade we're winning i agree the fact that we got somebody to say yes to pen and paper right. to getting leonard like i told you earlier is amazing because we literally got something for nothing because we were going to cut this guy or get rid of him in some form or fashion and we got somebody well, to we gave up a 2027 20, second round second pick round bro pick. Which is what? Nothing yeah, to I Pat mean, Riley. That shit is nothing. He's going to make that back. It's meaningless. T- tenfold. Forget about then. that. You know? He, yeah. So 
when it comes to that trade, it's an absolute win-win trade. For any Heat fan to look at it and be like, oh, man, you know, that's a whack trade because Trevor's old or whatever. Nah, you're, you're kidding yourself. We're automatically getting something in return for something that we weren't going to get a return on. So we should recognize that Ariza's role on this team is going to be that defensive stopper. Because guess what? Brooklyn has three guys yeah. that you're going to have to throw the fenders at. Absolutely. During the stretch of the fourth quarter in order to win games in the playoffs. Same thing with Boston. Same thing with Philadelphia. So it doesn't hurt when you actually have somebody who can play a high level of defense coming in the playoffs. Are the Heat done making moves? No. I really think they're going to try to slow play Spurs into letting go Aldridge. I, but I feel like there. I heard that there was no interest the Spurs there from the Heat. It's not that like, there's we're no not interest. interested in him. No, we're definitely interested, is right? It a slow play? Like but this? the problem is they want more compensation than what we're willing to offer. So... For Pat, he's like, man, I'm not going to go out of my way if I know you're going to end up buying this guy out in three weeks, in two weeks. I'll wait. Gotcha. You know what I mean? But if you want to do a deal, this is the type of deal that will benefit you and benefit us as I get this player and you get something in return yeah. rather than nothing, you know, besides the freedom of the, of, the cal- of the salary space. But for the Heat, I just feel like they've been doing what we've been asking. As of late, you know, beat teams that you know you can beat, go on on winning streaks, climb up in the ladder of the East, and really put ourselves back in a position where teams are afraid to compete with us. You know, right now we're in fourth place. We're three and a half games behind Milwaukee, 22 and 18. And again, since we've won 11 out of the last 12, you can see how far up we've jumped that ladder, right? Went from ninth to fourth. But we can possibly go higher we know Absol- philadelphia I absolutely agree man there's no reason why we can't no we and can't even with philadelphia having that injury you know they and goes down so that's definitely gonna that, affect them a, for at least a, a week swing. or two they lose they lose two games we win two games that's that's a you know four six game swing right there easily easy. easily could happen and as a heat fan why wouldn't you be excited of those possibilities to say yeah, right now we can catch up to those quote-unquote elite teams and see how we can position ourselves for the playoffs because that's what it's about right now. It's no longer a question of whether we're going to make the playoffs, right? Because you had asked me in previous episodes. Yeah, don't bring that up anymore, bro. I know. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like a buffoon. Yeah, well. For even summoning that question. But listen, I got to do it for the listeners, you know what I mean? Some listeners might be thinking the same thing. Let me tell you something. At that point in the season. I have a group chat and certain individuals that will not be named, right? Because I know you guys listen to the podcast. They were even doubting Pat Riley. Like, damn, how come he's not making moves? We need to pull the trigger on this. and that. Because we see other people moving and we kind of get antsy because it's like, shit, man. We feel like we could be players during these player movements or these trades, right? Why aren't we active? And a lot of it has to do with next year's plan. Because we know that we don't plan too far down the line. But that free agency coming up is going to be ridiculous. And the Heat are preparing themselves for that. So now that the Heat are winning with what we got, you know, it's a shock to Heat fans to be like, oh, yeah, this team is fucking badass. Yeah, because nobody, nobody, everybody forgot that we were in the finals last year because it was a COVID bowl. And we lost a lot of those games because we were hurt. You know, we weren't playing with healthy Bam, healthy Hero, healthy Drogic, healthy Butler consistently you know what i mean like come on we have less than 10 games with those four guys that i mentioned playing together let's be serious so right now i think that the heat are in prime position to really make a play for that second to third seed yeah can we do it yes it's doable we got to keep winning games 
I know that we play. I think we play tonight, tonight. right? We play the Grizz- Grizzlies tonight on the road at Grizzlies. And that team o'clock. is sick, man. Jerome Morant, he's nasty. I man. love, dude. That kid is that kid's raw. Kid is nasty, yeah. man. He's really gonna be a stud in the future, bro. And, and and not to say that it sucked that he's on that Memphis team because they have a lot of good young talent, right? You know, a lot of good young talent, and especially it starts with him. But they've always had talent, though. They've just never been able to get it done to keep it. You know, going back to like the Zebo days and. And Marcus saw and shit, you know what I mean? Like they just never were able to figure that out. But hopefully we can uh, we can pull it out. And then Friday we got another game. We got a game at home against the Pacers, back to back games actually. Friday and Sunday against the Pacers, which that should be Bobita's. It should be, but we know that the Pacers and the Heat have this weird ass rivalry where it doesn't matter like who's the better team at the moment. Like those teams always get together, and it's a tough match. So we should beat them. Keep the streak rolling. And really cement ourselves in a top four position. Not only that, but really make a play for top two, top three. Because I feel like we can do it, man. We have the team, and we know that we're that good enough, you know? Yeah. We just need to catch a couple of breaks. I think so. I think we'll catch them. I'm really happy that we got the Reza trade, though. I feel like that's going to pay off big, big, big dividends towards the end of the season, you know? And even in the playoffs, where we have to throw him at matchups, and he's just going to help us get to that next level, you know? Unlike uh, anybody else, like P.J. Tucker was talked about coming to Miami, you know, as a big man. And yeah, I, was I, didn't, like, I didn't care about P.J. He's not really a traditional big man. Yeah, you know, he's like an undersized guy. And it's like, man, our big guy is undersized, you know. We, right. We, we already got else. enough of those. We already got enough undersized big guys. Absolutely. That play big, but they're just undersized. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for us. That's why I, I, I see us slow playing that LaMarcus Aldridge move, you know, and, and trying to make the Spurs really... Give him up for the cheap because if you're the Spurs and you see other guys like PJ Tucker going for, you know, pretty much nobodies and a couple of picks, you do that. You know, you're trading DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson, you know, and some other rookie like, you know. Yeah, you're you're not really losing much there. No, man. So I don't know what the Spurs are holding on for. Take these 20, 28 picks, 20, 26 picks that the Heat are offering, you know, and be happy, you know, because if not, you're going to cut them and. We're going to go aggressively after after Aldridge. Take it and move on. And move on, you know. Rebuild. Do something. I really think those type of moves would put us in a very, very dangerous place as the Heat because we know that we're good enough, man. And if we hadn't had injuries, we probably would have gave the Lakers a better run for the money. Not saying that we beat them, but we definitely would have gave them a better run for the money. Imagine having Trevor Ariza last year. To throw at a guy like LeBron, you know, for 10 minutes or five minutes in a game or throw him on Anthony Davis to cover him on the perimeter for five, 10 minutes a game. Or to even help us out on the three-point side. I mean, he could shoot exactly, too. Exactly, you know, exactly. So his his benefits outweigh everything else. Um, we'll see what type of shape he's in, right, yeah, when he comes in. Yeah, And It might be a slow process to get him in the how ready playoff mode. he is to contribute. Yeah, it might be know. one of those things where we don't gotta have, even have to integrate him until later on in the season. Which would be dope, too. Right, keep the keep everything keep rolling, the, keep you know, and we'll integrate same. him somehow, some way down the line, you know. Yeah. We'll figure it out later. Right, right. But hopefully the heat keep it going because you know what I like, dog. Pizza mañana, pizza mañana. My girl's tired of hearing that. Everybody shit. hates it, bro. Everybody <laughs> hates that pizza. I'm telling you. Nah, man, it's a great deal. Keep winning. I, I he, hate that keep pizza. winning. It's about you know? it's about Beat the, the city. That's it's the, the city. reason. It's the reason. You know. I got to love it. I got to love it because I love it when our teams are winning, man, and, and doing good things for the city, putting us on the map. Panthers, you know, Panthers Nation. We're, Talk to me. Talk to me about the Panthers. We're rising Where up, are we bro. at right now, we're, son? We're rising up, man. We're actually 19 
wins, five losses, and four overtime losses, which is a hell of a record. Hell yeah. Best for, tied for the best overall in the league right now in the entire NHL. Um, and we're tied with Tampa Bay, who we played tonight. The Lightning. The Lightning, who we played we tonight. Get sound effects so we can cue the Lightning. <laughs> right? We're going to put a, a prop section back here. No, but serious shit, that's a big game. Because not only are we battling it out for the top of the NHL, we're also battling it out with Tampa Bay for the top of the division in the right. Central. So with these matchups that we're going to come up against them, because, you know, it got postponed, COVID, all types of stuff. That was a really big game that we were looking forward to. Now we play Nashville two times, I believe, at home. And those are winnable games, you know, because Nashville... They're truth be told, they're not as hot as the Panthers. You know, the Panthers right now have won six out of the last seven, playing great, great hockey. There's 27 games left. One of the hottest teams in the NF in the NHL, if not one of the best teams. And it's hard to see the Panthers going down or like losing that momentum because they're making moves just like the Heat are making moves, yep. right? And the Dolphins are making moves. You know, it's really paying dividends, and they're they're envisioning themselves making a deep playoff run it's not just hey let's make the playoffs for the panthers it's hey let's win this division let's be the number one seed well they're look they're they only got their eyes set on one thing and one thing only and that's the stanley cup yeah absolutely you know it's championship or bust and we've talked about it before where it's that level of franchise play right like this is the level that i need to have my franchise at it needs to be championship or bust for any of these franchises in, in South Florida. And we see it. You know, we see it with the Heat. We see it with the Dolphins. We see it with the Panthers. We're seeing it develop with the Marlins. It's really dope to see the Panthers, you know, making Sports Center. <laughs> you know, like that when was the last never time? Happens. You, that never happens, dude. Miami sports teams never get any love on Sports Center, dog. No, man. It's never. So disappointing. On, on any of those ESPN platforms, to be honest with you. Maybe the Heat, I think, have the best chance usually yeah. of being featured or getting a shout-out, but they never show us love, man. Come on, man. B Barry Melrose is out there with his sweet-ass haircut, you know. And he's, <laughs> old slick. Yeah, old slick, you know, with his gray suits. And he's out there killing it, and he is mentioning the Panthers, which is dope, but still, you know, where's the national love, right, for our stars? It's not there. You know, you hear uh, about the Panthers as a unit, but you don't really hear about them as an individual, yeah. which is okay. And I feel like they kind of have that same, you know, makeup that the Heat have. Because if it wasn't for Jimmy and Bam, there's really no stars on that team. So, you know, you would just look at it, at that team as a group of hardworking individuals all commonly working towards one goal, you know, which is the essential makeup of a team. And the Panthers are definitely, you know, showing that in full force. And we're behind them 100%, bro. Oh, yeah. We got to we gotta pick a game, man. We got to stop stalling yes, on that. We got to pick Once a I game come back. out there. Well, you said it. We got 20-something games April. left. April. We got to make this happen. Absolutely. And we're going to let everybody know, Maybe too. Maybe a road so trip to Tampa. We watch them play the Lightning, huh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. You never know. Damn, dog. That actually sounds dope. That might be. Nah, we do have to do. We'll do something close. We'll do something. We'll, close that'll be first. more realistic a lot sooner. Yeah, we gotta. We let's gotta do something close. Maybe we can include a couple fans. Let's do, do it, something man. Shit like that, which would be dope. You know. Yo, but big talk events. To me, I know there's a lot of news recently in the world of boxing and, and UFC, bro. It's hot. What's going on, player? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Two things. As a Miami guy, uh huh. The only thing I'm really interested in seeing. Fight-wise, immediately. Okay, I'm with you. I'm following you. Picking up what you're putting down. Is 305's very own Jorge beat your mama's ass, Masvidal. This is a three-piece and a soda, Masvidal. You know what I'm saying? 
the rematch against the champ, Camaro Usman. Usman. And the fact that both of those guys have been calling each other out because of how the first fight went. You know, George took that first fight on six days' notice. He wasn't really prepared. But him being the badass that he is, the ultimate um, showman and fighter, he showed up and said, no, I'm going to take this opportunity to fight for the belt because I don't give a damn about how many days I had to rest. I stay in shape. I stay ready to fight. This is what I do for a living. So Usman got the better of him in that first round, right, in that first matchup. And really, I feel like he got a little bit more famous off of George, right? I don't know if I'm saying that because I'm a 305 guy. Might be might be biased, you know. Whatever. I'm wearing a high Leah hat, so I it guess I'm 305 out. It could be something, something with that. But be, even with that, I felt like George at that time was the hottest name in the in the MMA world, right? He was the hottest name in the MMA world. So when he lost to Usman, Usman got a bunch of that shine and like was able to move forward. You know, he obviously went on to defend and he's still the champ, but he knew he had unfinished business with George. So that's the fight that I'm really interested in to see, and I'm sure you're interested in to see it as well. No, I'm I'm absolutely excited for this fight. I want the rematch. We you know we wanted it to be. Uh, something that George could really prepare for and really come up with a, a good strategy for somebody like Usman, who, you know, he's a respectable and formidable opponent. You know, yeah, you he's going to need that strategy. He's a champ for a reason. But I think that now, I mean, he's, we got uh, Masvidal's 35 and 14 and, and Usman's 18 and 1. That's almost twice as many, you know, fights or wins that he that he has. He has, you know, a lot more losses too, but he's he's been through the ringer a few times, man. And Masvidal, where he's at in his career, it's it's pretty much, you know, all or nothing. You know what I mean? Either he's going to be the champ now or after this fight, he's really not going to do anything else except collect a couple of paychecks in, in the UFC. So I think this is, the, the you know, that fight that he really puts it all all in. You know, he has less than two months. He has a month and a half more or less of the fight schedule for April 24th. Uh, so we'll definitely, you know, do a little bit more preview when the time get, gets there uh, of fight week. But I think this is the one, man, that, that he can get. I'm biased too. Don't get me wrong. But... I, I really think that he he's dynamic and explosive and he can take him down. For me, it feels like both of those guys knew that it was going to happen sooner than later, right? That they were going to find each other in the octagon, you know, within the next, you know, six to ten months because because of how the fight first the first fight went, you know. George obviously knew that he wasn't going to fight just anybody. He was going to fight for the belt, regardless of whoever had the belt. George deserved that. He didn't really get that opportunity in the first fight against Usman. No, uh, it was it was so short notice. It, the fact that he even survived all that, it was impressive. It was impressive. Usman also needs a signature win. Yeah, Usman, you're talking Usman just fought recently. You know, he just fought, and he beat the guy. He beat the, you know, he the won. number one opponent. Yeah, but he had to go through a whole camp, and now he has to go through a whole new camp for a whole new opponent. For a whole new opponent. So that, that could work different. against him. I mean, you can look at it both ways, I guess, right? You could say that works for him because he's – He's rushed off a fight. Correct. He's ready. He's activated. Or Correct. maybe right now he's hurt. Maybe he hasn't fully recovered off a certain, you know, injury that he sustained in that last fight. He's fatigued. Who knows? You know what I mean? I just know we're pulling for our boy. Yeah, for sure. It's For Usman, it's a test of his character and his championship medal, right? To say, okay, I'm going to take on all comers at this weight class and be the best of the best in this division. For George, it's... Uh, a redemption fight because you're getting another crack at the championship belt, which is what you've always coveted as a fighter. And now you have a real opportunity with a real training camp to go and make that goal a reality. Obviously, you know, we're rooting for the 305 boys. So like you said, we're breaking it down as the fight gets closer in, in April 24th. And cool shit is it's going to kind of be in our backyard that is in Jacksonville. Are we going to make a trip for that? 
Maybe. I know a couple of people who have been talking about it. Yeah. We can talk about it after the podcast. Oh, well, maybe. Let's see what's up. You think we can travel over and see the Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua bouts? A, it depends if how much money you get back on your tax returns. Right? Hey, bro. It ain't going to be that much. Call and, me Big Stimmy Jimmy, bro. I'm going across the pond. And B, it could be whether or not it's in Europe or if it ends up being in America. Because I think it would be really dope to have one of those fights between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury here in the U.S. Here in the U.S. Yeah, especially I think in it Las would Vegas. be a great draw. But I think because they're both from England, I think, or right from the U.K. Yes, they both. I mean, that first fight I think has to be over there. Has to be over there. But the rematch should be in Las Vegas because they could actually have that fight in the Las Vegas Raiders' new home, Ooh. which sits like the, a the crazy Death amount Star. of people. The Death Star. Pack that shit, make it the first big real fight that happens there. Fuck yeah. And people would be beyond excited to not only travel to Vegas, but to travel to Vegas for that championship fight. Right. I would fucking love that shit. That'd be super dope. And yeah, it is. It's a two fight deal, right? Yeah, it's a two fight deal, which is interesting because the first fight is a straight 50 50 split, which you hardly get to see that in boxing with two big names like these guys are. It's not like they're just champions to be champions. No. Anthony Joshua is a very well-respected champion. Um, he lost that fight against Ruiz, bounced back, put on a display against him, and ever since then, he's never looked back on on that loss and only looked forward as how he can improve his game. He learned a lot about himself yeah. as a boxer right after that loss. For Fury, man, we know what type of showman this guy is. I how love, how elite my dog, man. of a boxer he is at that heavyweight class because we saw him take literally the strongest punch from the hardest hitter in that heavyweight division and the motherfucker got up like the undertaker <laughs> i love that meme i love that meme <laughs> i love that meme because it's just crazy to know that the gypsy king a took that shot went down got back up and not only got back up but got back up and literally outboxed the shit out of deontay wilder to get that draw and some people thought he almost won that fight so, Fury versus Joshua is going to be a mega, mega fight. And as a boxing fan, bro, that's super exciting because you hardly ever get those mega, mega fights, right? We've been waiting for the Spence Crawford fight. We know that shit's not happening any, anytime soon. All we're getting is Ryan talk. Uh, Garcia and uh, a lot Manny of Pacquiao. Talk. You know, a lot of talk. We're getting a lot of talk. So, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad we're getting this, man. And a lot, Fury, man, Fury's an interesting guy. I saw his whole story on Rogan. It was a, uh, you know, he's been through a bunch of shit, you know, after he, he, he won the championship and he was at the top and he was so young and, you know, going, going all the way down to the lows where he almost committed suicide and stuff to then Sad, you know, building back up yeah. to, to get back on top now, you know, to fight, you know, one of the best heavyweights ever, you know, Deontay Wilder and, and, you know, go toe to toe with him in those two fights, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see a guy like that. He's a showman, like you said. So super excited to see these, uh, these two coming fights. Mega fights, man. As a boxing fan, all you want to see is mega fights. And these that's, that's absolutely true. So the fact that these guys A are fighting and B are fighting twice is like amazing. You know, we get to to really see the heavyweights best of the best really go at it and unify the belts, which is I think the most important thing that that we're missing here. Unifying the belts and and having one heavyweight champion of the world point blank all divisions all federations all classes you know that's just gonna be amazing man oh yeah love it you know what's cool too what's that off season talk for the dolphins yeah there's been a lot man this week has been popping 
Yo. Popping in Dolphins news, kid. Yo. NFL offseason is probably the best offseason that exists today in sports. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I think offseason in general in sports today has gotten no, no, to no, a no. point Fuck now that, that it's, it's elevated because you hear about free agent signings now more than ever before. Uh-huh. But you can argue that basketball too, man, because the free agent signings in basketball have been crazy ever since LeBron did it with the Heat. I get it, but that's been like played, right? Oh, it, it's only a big shocker when LeBron moves, when KD moves. You know, the the guys that you expect to be the top of the top, the best of the best. You know, because obviously you know that they're not ever going to stay in one spot for the rest of their careers. In football, it's a little bit different. Because we know that football isn't a game of, like, 10-year loyalty, 8-year loyalty. Yeah, it's short spurts. It's more like one to three years and enjoy while you can. Good luck. You know, unless you're Tom Brady and, and the yeah, Pats. But, you, but we saw years. how that worked, right? Because even he left, and now he's winning Super Bowls for somebody else in Tampa. So NFL offseason probably has the largest impact when it comes to how teams are, A, built, and B, how far can they go. Because you those moves are critical. A, they're going to cost you a lot of money. And B, they have to be for prime, prime positions and prime targets that you are seriously slacking in, in order to not only make the playoffs, but win in the playoffs, you know? Um, we saw a lot of moves. We saw Dak get paid, you know? Uh, that got paid. Paid, man. And not that not that stimmy money. He got that, that, he real, got that money. real money. Yeah. Guy's never been out of the, even to an NFC championship. But... He's nah, an he asset, bald, man. He's he's bald. He's he a great asset. He's a great quarterback. How do you yeah. not re-sign him if you're the Cowboys Good and lose him? Too. You know, yeah, you need that guy. There's been a lot of moves. Uh, we saw JJ Watt go to Arizona. We saw uh, what's the other wide receiver that just signed? Uh, you talking about AJ Green from the Bengals, lifelong Bengals. Now, now he's, he's in Arizona. Now too. he's Arizona's in Arizona, stacking up, dude. So you see Boy, these Killer teams. Kyler, that's my dog over there too. Right, you're not seeing like, you know, no disrespect. But you're not seeing the Carolina Panthers really sign somebody. Why? Because they're not nowhere near championship mode or playoff mode. You're only seeing the teams that are really trying to compete and feel like they're on the cusp of being that great team that can make a run, really try to make a move and splash. You know, the Patriots just spent a bunch of money. You the know, Patriots they, are making moves and they're looking scary too. They're making a bunch I mean, of moves, spending a lot of, of money. Much, but we're doing stuff too, man. I want to talk about us. Let's take a second to talk about us and the moves we're making. Well, what are the big moves that the Dolphins have made right, that, so, that you feel have gotten us closer to where we want to be as Dolphins? Dude, so all right. So we'll start off. I got a couple here, man. I'll start off with some some of the lower ones, bottom of the barrel ones. Okay. But that could be interesting plays. Number one, today we just signed Robert Foster. He's a wide receiver you may have never heard of, but... He I have did, heard of him. He did he's, play he's alongside a good guy, Tua a speed and, guy. in Alabama. He did, and he's a speedster. But is he a great pro? Can he work it out? We're, We're going to see. take him through the training camp. We're going to take and him through it. I'm happy that it's a position that is kind of a need, right? Where we need to restock Correct. at. Wide receiver is definitely one of those positions. We're going to see if we want to really invest in somebody early on or if there's still a trade on the table that we can leverage our picks with. Or we'll maybe see. a draft. So it all depends on what, what he can do now, right? Uh, we got another guy. We we lost uh, Devon Godshow. I, I can't never pronounce his name. We lost him, which kind of sucked. He was a good player. Solid player, him. bro. Really good player as a Dolphin and really helped the rotation on that D-line. You know, he wasn't the greatest. No, but he didn't he, really he, pan out to his hype. But again, he did what he needed to as an interior lineman. Absolutely. Right? So absolutely. we lose him and we bring in Adam Butler, who was a former Patriot to a two-year deal. 
to try to fill that void. I don't know if I like that, but again, I, I like it. Lately, it's early the on. Former Pats to the Dolphins hasn't really worked out for us because we just lost the center Caras. He went back, you know, after one season. Yeah, Karras. but he, but again, he has he has a relationship with Flores already, right? Yeah. So maybe he can work well with him. But again, it's just more so the fact that we're filling the void quickly for somebody that we just lost, like one out, one in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we'll see if he pans out or not. But I, I kind of like that move, right? So then moving o- over to a position that we kind of already have a good grasp on, but it's never too, you know, a bad thing to have too many of these good guys because, in my opinion, they're the most athletic position on the field, and that's a cornerback, right? We signed yeah. a guy named Justin Coleman who played with the Lions. One year up to $2.75 million. Cheap investment. All right, now, you're, you know, your first thought, all right, this guy played for the Lions, so how good can this guy really be, right? Exactly. But – I like it because we already got a bunch of guys in, in the defensive back position that we trust and rely on, but we know injuries are prominent and can happen all the time. So great depth added to the to the you know defensive backs. Two things. One, I'm not mad at that, right? Because I like that we're adding, like you said, depth to the positions that need it. Wide receiver, defensive line, offensive line, those type of places. What I don't like is that they're not really necessary names that you would hear or heard of as prime targets during this offseason. Correct. Now, granted, still a lot of time left. A bunch of things are going to happen before the draft, even during the draft, right? We're going to see it. But if not, I don't really want to see the Dolphins making just moves to make moves. I want to see them target somebody and, boom, hit that target. So then you might not like the next two guys that the Dolphins signed. I know who you're going to say. We're going to go. I'm going to go with the backup to we lost Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. We shout wish, out to we Fitzmagic. Bid you adieu, and uh, best of luck to you with the yes, Washington sir. football team. Yes, sir. You did great things for us. So good luck to you in your career, sir. But to replace him in Dolphins fashion, we went out and got a guy named Jacoby Brissett. Who's a career backup. Indianapolis Colt. Right. He was really a career backup because yeah. he got that starting Patriots, position. Right? He was before that, before that, he, even with the Colts, um, he went there and had Andrew Luck still been in the NFL. He'd be backing him up. He'd be backing him up. So does it excite me? No. Not really. Does it add to, does it make sense? Yes. Because obviously, again, we're adding to a position that we need to add players to. Quarterback. We lost one. We need to have a backup. And he's a good backup in case he's a good backup to, to have. Tua. We know that Tua is the starter and he's looking pretty strong. You know, I follow him on Twitter and Instagram and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And the been man's been lifting some weights. Weights. Yeah, which obviously gym. is an amazing thing to see him realize that I need to get Bulk stronger. Up. I need to get stronger in order to play more. I need to get stronger in order to do things that I know that I can do. Because you're not playing with little kids no more. You're playing with big dudes, the real men. Oh, yeah. Um, But besides that, again, back to my original point. It's not names that I'm like really blow me away. I want to see the Dolphins get a big-name linebacker. I want to see the Dolphins, you know, f- sign one of those wide receivers to a good deal. I don't want them to always spend at it either, but I want them to sign one of those wide receivers to Namely, Galladay. I really want to see Galladay in a Dolphins uniform. Man. I don't know if that's going to happen, dude. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. I doubt it because he wants his money, and I I feel like we shouldn't be throwing that money around like that. Not yet. But we, honestly, man, I think that our, our, our what we should be striving for is a receiver in the draft. I think that there's been enough evidence lately that young receivers are just as dynamic and explosive as, you know, veteran guys. Obviously, we love good, true veteran guys, but their value is so high that we can get in with somebody really, really good, like a Devontae Smith or something like that, you know? 
and, and we don't have to worry about trading for the big name receiver. But uh, somebody that I was hoping we would trade for a big name would be a big name running back. We didn't really get that. We got kind of a lower tier, bottom of the barrel running back. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm really curious how you, your, what your thoughts are on it. But we signed Malcolm Brown, former running back for the uh, the Rams, to a one-year, $1.75 million deal. I'm not in love with it, but I understand the move because I've been harping on it all season long. The Dolphins need real running backs that can sustain an entire season. You know, not play good for two games and then disappear for six and then come back and play one good game. And, no, we need consistency. You know, and I'm not talking about where you need to be a thousand-yard back in order to be a running back here. But at least every game you're putting up production. 60 yards, you're blocking, you can run, you average four yards a carry today, even though you only carry six times. That stuff that adds to the production to, of the offense and how we're able to move the ball when the quote-unquote starter isn't in there, which could be a, a kid that we draft, right, early on in the round, in the first round or even in that mid-first round. Um, I'm looking at the latest mock draft, and right now they have us making a trade with Carolina to move back. Carolina would take a quarterback, and we would take Devontae Smith from Alabama, something that is a real possibility because we know the Dolphins are going to try to sell that third pick if they can. If not... We're going to get the best available player, which was probably going to be a wide receiver That'd anyways. Be That'd be great. It'd be great, man. It'd be great. And the fact that we have those two first picks, uh, two picks in the first round, um, I should say, is just reassuring because it's like we can definitely hit on more than one thing and really, you know, address positions of that have biggest needs for playmakers. We need playmakers. You know, we have some, but I feel like we don't have enough. Especially yeah. on wide receiver. No, hell yeah. I think we definitely like that. I, I mean, I love Devontae uh, Parker and all, but he just – he's not consistent enough for me, man. I need him to be, you know, to be that playmaker more often instead of how sporadic he is. And I like Preston Williams, you know. It's just me he too. got hurt last year, man. So but He's got to play a full season. You yeah, know? yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the talent and the potential. In a couple games, three, four in a couple games, of games. And, and we never – And never having it out. really produce for us. Yeah, it needs to be – Minimum 14 games, 13 games. Like, you need to be in and out, bro. And those are the type of playmakers that we need, and I feel like that's what the Dolphins are waiting to do. We're waiting to target those big guys that are really going to have an impact, and once we do that, fans are going to be happy. I feel like the fans are going to be happy, so let's see. Hell yeah, let's man. see, man. Uh, I'll tell you where fans were happy this weekend, and that was over at TPC Sawgrass in uh, Punta Vedra. Yes, sir. In Jacksonville. I don't know why I was trying to get fancy with the exact location. Just yeah, somewhere man, in Just break it down, area. bro. But uh, TPC, man, the Players' Championship, it was amazing. Justin Thomas, comeback victory, uh, ended up winning it all, man. So I just wanted to shout him out real quick. They, well. they had a gallery out there that was going crazy and stuff, uh, you know, you know, cheering everybody on. It's good to have crowds back, and, and it's, Slowly it's but even surely, better bro. to have them at, you know, during championship tournaments like this where somebody comes from behind to win. So Yeah, yeah, 100% agree with you, man. It's going to be exciting to see how, like, the season ends and then, like, the playoff starts. And how the NBA is going to try to, you know, integrate fans like golf is integrating fans. And even the NHL, they're going to integrate fans. We know that the Marlins are planning on it. Um, Dolphins, towards the end of the season, we're integrating fans. So it's fun, man. It feels like things are coming back to them. It changes the event up completely. Absolutely. You got to have people in the stands. Got to have people in the stands. But it's time to end the episode. Joel, as usual, bro, thank you for joining me. Time flies when you're having a good time, my man. Absolutely, man. And another shout-out to the giveaway winners, yo. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for rocking with us. I'm pretty sure you're going to be stoked to win your prizes. Make sure you guys hit us up. 
Let Take some pictures. Post them on the gram. Tag tag at Sports with Sosa, man. We want to see you guys rocking out with your uh, your prizes. Yeah, and let everybody know where you got it and make them jealous as hell, you know? <laughs> because that's dope. Somebody won that fucking book bag. That shit is so hard. I mean, so hard. I'm, I'm jealous that, that Randy won that Tumblr. I kind of yeah. wanted that. Don't worry, you can find I'm gonna it later. I'm going to slide in his DM real quick and uh, make him an offer for nah, it. Nah, I'm already on working something else for the show. So Facts. Me, I got you. I like I got that. You. I like it. But yeah, congrats to all the winners again. Absolutely. Thank you guys for, for rocking with us. Thank you guys. We really appreciate you guys, you know, participating in the giveaway. If you're listening to the show, we want to thank you. Make sure you subscribe to the show, drop a review, rate the show. Let us know how you guys like it. Make sure you're subscribed to any podcast platform that you're listening to us on. Follow us on social media. We're giving you guys tons of content on the daily. And giveaways with and great giveaways prizes. Though. I mean, so, it's a it's a no-brainer. So you know if you heard about the show, you have to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell another friend about the show because we give shit away. We got good sports content and we give you good podcasts every week. So keep rocking with us. And until next week, peace. peace.